Welcome to Everyday Law. I'm your host, Bob Clark. It's the show where we talk about the practical implications of law and what you need to know if you're going to have a satisfactory interaction with the legal world. As always, the opinions that are offered on this show are not the opinions of Howard Community College, and we are not giving legal advice. If you need legal advice, it is imperative that you speak to a lawyer. We have a rare opportunity today to speak to a distinguished lawyer from the eastern side of the eastern shore, and that's Jeffrey G. Ray of Ocean City, Maryland. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you, Mr. Clark. And Mr. Ray is a graduate of the University of Maryland College Park and also a graduate of the University of Maryland Law School in December of 1980. Am I correct about that? 1981. And you've been practicing law in the state of Maryland for the ensuing almost 36 years. And where's your office located, Jeff? I am in Ocean City, Maryland, on Coastal Highway at 7800, which is the corner of 78th Street and Coastal Highway on the ocean side. Sounds like a nice location. It's about the middle of Ocean City. Very well. And just generally, what's the nature of the practice that you have? Well, I have a general practice, uh, do criminal and civil litigation, but as you might imagine, we have uh, quite an influx of young people and tourists in the summertime, which generates a lot of traffic and criminal cases. And I'd like to talk to you today a little bit about how people can conduct themselves when they're in Ocean City to avoid unpleasant interactions with the police and with the civil or the criminal justice system. Do you have some thoughts about that? Well, I do. It is interesting you should ask the question that way. A couple of years ago, I had a lawyer who may have been referred by you uh, call to ask me uh, what sort of advice he could give his son to try to avoid getting in trouble in Ocean City. He was graduating, and as you know, a lot of the high school seniors and for that matter, college graduates come to Ocean City uh, starting in June. And uh, I pretty much gave him a rundown of things to avoid, and sure enough, his son still managed to get in trouble. (laughs) No amount of advice is enough. As I tell people, uh, you can get in trouble in Ocean City without even trying. Okay. Now, you, in addition to practicing over in Ocean City, which is Worcester County, Maryland, I presume you go around to other counties on the eastern shore and over here on the western side of the bridge as well. Yes, pretty much uh, active in four counties down here and occasionally go across the bridge to your side of the world. And is it your experience that things are somewhat different on this side of the bridge? Well, people are more likely to encounter police in Ocean City than where they live. For one, we have an awful lot more police officers active down here patrolling pretty much a a six-and-a-half-mile strip of Coastal Highway where you have a lot of people, they're on vacation, they're not necessarily familiar with the area. It leads to traffic problems, minor traffic, sometimes major traffic accidents. But the the biggest uh, issue we tend to have is uh, young people uh, doing what young people do and our police can be rather zealous in enforcing the laws. So what we're talking about then is things like drinking and smoking pot and uh, behaving somewhat outlandishly? Well, the smoking pot's not quite the issue it was uh, due to the decriminalization, but, for example, underage drinking or trying to get into clubs with fake IDs. If If you're back in Prince George's County or Montgomery County, or Baltimore City, or uh, on the other side of the bridge, and uh, you try to get into a club with a fake ID, 
Uh, they generally, the doorman, we sometimes call them bouncers, they prefer to be called uh, doormen, they will sometimes simply refuse you entry or confiscate uh, a fake ID. Down here in Ocean City, they regularly prosecute people. And they, there are several different statutes under which a person could be charged with misrepresentation. Under the criminal law article, there are, for example, say, Section 10-114, underage possession, uh, 10-113, misrepresentation of age, or false documentation, another subsection, or obtaining for underage consumption. They don't do that here in Ocean City. What they've taken to doing is using the transportation article under violation of license provisions, because typically these kids are using fake driver's license or altered driver's license. So instead of being subjected to a civil penalty, which may be 50 to $500 and not a criminal conviction, even if you simply pay it, a lot of times they charge these kids with violation of the transportation article uh, 16301, which includes potential 60 days in jail, $500 fine, and potential uh, 12 points on your license and automatic revocation. Oh, my Lord. So, and although clearly the intent of the legislature was to prevent people from misrepresenting themselves when they're stopped for a traffic violation, the statute can be applied, and our judges have upheld this, uh, can be applied to somebody simply trying to get into a club. So Even though they they're not a driving more, a car. Even though they're not driving a car. And even though you don't present the ID to a police officer. Typically what happens now is there will be a police officer nearby, sometimes undercover, sometimes in uniform, and as soon as a doorman suspects that an ID may be fake, he just hands it over to the police officer. Then the police officer comes and asks questions. Now, I have successfully argued in front of some judges that this is an improper use of the statute. However, most of our judges do support the prosecution under the transportation article. And as a the practical result is, regardless of whether or not you're ultimately acquitted, you've still oftentimes been incarcerated and then had to hire a lawyer. Wow. So uh, they really discouraged underage drinking down here. That's quite an amazing story. So are, is there any appellate law on the subject of this application of the transportation article that you just mentioned? I've not had occasion to appeal a conviction because normally almost nine times out of ten these are first offenders who are granted probation before judgment, which, as you know, uh, can result in a fine and probation but does not result in a criminal conviction, and the incident can ultimately be expunged. Okay. Let's let's give you a hypothetical and take you through the process associated with this business of underage drinking. Let's assume that somebody has, say, a fake New Jersey driver's license and they're 19 and they try to get into a club in Ocean City and the bouncer, I should say the doorman, sees that there's a problem with it and brings it to the attention of the undercover police officer. What happens next in the process? And it may be a uniformed officer. Okay. But- Depending on the officer and the attitude of the, the, the suspect, it can be handled as, uh, very simply with a citation. If they immediately uh, admit to their complicity, then often, often the officer will simply give them a uh, written summons to appear in court. If they continue to try to maintain the falsehood or are belligerent, they may be arrested. 
So it's best to avoid the situation. Uh, there are other ways in which young people can get in trouble at these clubs, and um, I'd like to tell you a little bit about that. Sure, that'd be great. Not necessarily in the clubs, but we have an inordinate amount of charges for disorderly conduct or disturbing the peace. And it's interesting because if you look at the statute, uh, one of the requirements is that the public be disturbed. And that usually means a crowd gathering, that you are attracting attention, that you are uh, disrupting normal uh, course of events. And if there's a disturbance and you have lots of young people out, and these are often occur late at night, people will get, when they see police cars or police officers, people will gather to see what's going on. They're not necessarily gathering because of the original disturbance or whatever loud or obscene argument was taking place between some people, uh, but they will gather because the police are there. So my advice to people has been, if you see a disturbance, you may want to stop and watch what's going on, but it's best to keep moving. And if, uh, for example, if a couple girls are getting in a fight, it's something you don't see every day, and people are inclined to stand around and watch. Uh, then a police officers will show up. Some, depending on their level of experience, may go up to an individual and say, excuse me, sir, we have to clear the area. Would you please keep walking? Other officers, maybe new to the force, anxious to get some experience, will simply order somebody to leave. Move. They'll point a finger, say, you, move. This is, it happens sometimes with newer officers. If you have someone who may one day hope to be a lawyer, a college student who thinks they, they're entitled to certain civil liberties and rights, may say, what am I doing? I have a right to stand here. I haven't done anything wrong. And the next thing you know, they're being arrested. Sometimes the police take them down to the ground fairly forcefully. You're not going to run into this sort of situation in your hometown. But if you're walking down the street minding your own business and you see something, as I've described to you, which draws your attention, a ruckus, you can be assured the officers are going to show up and start ordering people to vacate the area. Just as a brief divergence from what you're saying, it sounds to me as though the Ocean City Police Force has a lot of new people kind of flow through. I would presume, having practiced in that area for 35 years, that you also see officers who've been around a long time and who you know are experienced and and well-trained and have dealt with a lot of events like that in the past. Yes, we have some exceptional police officers down here and uh, who really do a very good job. And I don't mean to sound critical of the Ocean City Police Department. The level of applicant they get here is, is fairly high. It's, not, it's changed remarkably in the last 30-plus years. You have several, you know, they're well-trained. They're well-trained. It's just that you can imagine we have seasonal officers and we also have new officers. So they train them and they tell them what to expect, and they are well-trained and supervised. But it's still, it's only human nature. When you have a relatively new or a brand-new officer, and the season starting, their adrenaline, their desire to do their job, it is a learning curve. And I don't care what profession you're in or what you're doing, the way you deal with a situation in your first month on the job may be quite different from the way you deal with something after 10 years of experience. It makes a lot of sense. So do people sometimes sue the police department for 
manhandling them when they had a perfect right to be where they were located at the time? Well, it, it's happened. I have uh, shot away from those cases that are extremely difficult to prove. But the, uh, by and large, there are not that, rarely do, do you hear of any cases of uh, abusive behavior by any of the local officials. What's much more common is um, a situation where somebody has to be removed from a bar, and usually people have been drinking, and whether or not they're intoxicated or not is a, is a subjective decision at the time. And so it's not that often that you have those sorts of suits down here. Um, it's very difficult to establish that it's rare that they actually violate any of their protocols. So how prevalent are uh, police cameras on vehicles and body cameras in Worcester County? They're fairly prevalent. They're not, uh, we haven't, I don't believe we've yet employed, I do not recall any cases in the last couple of years with body cameras on the OCPD officers. There are, though, cameras virtually everywhere. Okay. If you go out in public in Ocean City, you can rest assured that you're on a camera, particularly the most popular night spots drinking establishments, and, and they generate hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of cases a year. As you can imagine, good people tend to over-imbibe when they're on vacation. We have a saying that they leave their brains at the bridge. Sometimes <laughs> when, you, when you come to Ocean City, you decide to engage in behavior that you wouldn't engage in in your hometown. Uh, you're on vacation. There's a lot of establishments that serve uh, alcohol, I think in this uh, six-mile stretch, you have something in the neighborhood of 160 liquor licenses. Wow. So that's basically, you know, aside from people maybe acting out when they've had a little bit too much to drink, you have an inordinate amount of problems here that you don't have in your hometown. Such as? You being a tort, you being a tort, well, accidents. I mean, okay. we have okay. uh, six, uh, well, actually, I guess it's eight lanes. We have three travel lanes in each direction on Coastal Highway, and in addition to another lane, which is the farthest right lane, and they refer to it as the bus lane. I'm familiar with busing, it. Busing, biking, and right turns. Not rollerblading, not walking, not jogging, but you still have people doing all those things. So you can imagine when you have a, a heavily congested area, and people looking for their location and may not be familiar with where they are. And then you have this right lane of travel where there may be bikes, there may be people walking, there are people making right turns, there may be a bus. I call it the lane of torts. The <laughs> lane of torts. It's funny because we, we covered on the last show, my guest was Alan Steinhorn, and I had him explain what a tort is, and it's essentially a personal injury or personal wrong for which you can seek compensation. So that's a very apt name if people are getting run over in the bike lane. Well, it's also, it, you know, they have bus stops uh, and they have and the sidewalks there. So you can have uh, large groups of people and if somebody's trying to get around somebody and they decide to step onto the road to get around a crowd on the sidewalk, you know, somebody might be trying to make a, right, a last-second right turn sure. uh, because they just missed their place. Um, and, you know, it it's, it's, can be problematic. It sounds like a little bit of mayhem. Well, it's not quite that bad. <laughs> I mean, uh, we are, what, you are, what we've been talking about are pretty much 
minor offenses or, or that, that, you know, people don't intend to cause any trouble. I mean, somebody trying to get into a bar with a fake ID, you know, it's commonplace in the college towns, and uh, every establishment has a way of dealing with it. But my experience is they're, they're much more severe down here. Now, if you go downtown into Ocean City on the boardwalk and you're down there late at night, you can have some actual bad elements. There are groups of people that come into town with the intent of causing trouble. Okay. So uh, if you want to try to avoid any potential disturbance, and as they say, nothing good happens after midnight. An awful lot of these cases are generated late at night when you have young people on the boardwalk and for whatever reason, if someone looks at someone else the wrong way, it can immediately escalate into a conflict. So and we do have occasions where you'll have several groups of people and um, a number of people might start fighting. And then when the crowd gathers, it can become quite a problem for the police department. And they're pretty good at breaking it up. But um, it's a sort of situation, as I say, if you see a disturbance or if you see the, a crowd gathering, you can rest assured the police are going to be there shortly. And if they ask you to leave or to keep walking, it's a good idea to do it, even if you aren't doing anything wrong. I see. So if we were establishing raised rules for behavior in Ocean City, I think number one would be uh, don't use a fake ID if you're underage. Don't use a fake ID even if you're the appropriate age. That's a fair one, isn't it? That's a pretty simple one, yes. Okay. And if asked to move along, you should always move along because there's the possibility that they will take you to the ground, as you've said. Yes, that's exactly correct. And uh, You I want to always be polite, and even though it might be difficult, especially for your young people, when you have uh, some officers can be uh, fairly straightforward, and, uh, and, and some young people may take it as a uh, provocation. But you're not you're not equals. You're not dealing with another college student. You know, you're dealing with somebody who is, is armed, has a radio, and whose job is to get you to comply with their order. So, uh, yes, sir, no, sir, uh, is the best advice. So let's talk about underage drinking when you're not trying to get into a bar, but rather when you're in a private residence or that sort of thing. Are there problems with that down there in Ocean City as well? Oh yes, absolutely. But and we do have, um, you know, you you'll have uh, occasions where there are parties at a house or a large gathering, and uh, police officers will show up, and they are fairly um, direct about uh, accessing the premises. So there's a number of uh, ways that they can legitimately enter such a residence. What about uh, the Fourth Amendment? People, well, the Fourth Amendment is uh, it's interesting because on the occasions when some officer may make a mistake in terms of a search which may otherwise be prescribed by the Constitution, the dynamic is such that, okay, let's just say that you're subject to an arrest which is later determined to be uh, a result of an improper search. Whatever they've confiscated from you, they don't give back. If you happen to have some illegal drugs or prescription pills, that's a big problem down here. The opioids are a real problem. Uh, even if your case is thrown out of court, 
They're not giving back the drugs. Sure. You're not getting back the money you paid for the lawyer. You're not getting back the time you spent in jail. And, and so, and the officers, if they do make a mistake, they're not penalized. They're not doctor pay. Uh, so they, they have a fair amount of latitude in, in what they can do um, without any real uh, repercussions. Um, Is it your experience they, they have more latitude there than they do on this side of the bridge? Well, there's just so much more going on. I mean, these the forces get stretched pretty sometimes, especially holiday weekends. So they don't quite have the time and the latitude to uh, to really, you know, to, to take too much time getting their job done. Um, but you just simply have to, you know, it's a different situation down here. Uh, and you have to be aware of that fact, that... Uh, uh, this is not your hometown, and and these officers wind up making of necessity. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, an individual officer may have half a dozen arrests in an evening. So is it your experience that the judges in Worcester County are demanding, as demanding as they are on this side of the bridge with respect to the elements of proof of any given case? Well, no, the judges are pretty, uh, you know, our judges are consistent and they're fair. It's just, uh, you can imagine, when you've seen the same case a thousand times, uh, it's kind of difficult to argue uh, uh, that there's something extraordinary going on. Uh, it's interesting. We have counsel from the city, from you know, the Baltimore area, from the Washington area. Uh, a lot of times they'll come in and the, their expectations for... Um, how their case is heard uh, is colored by the fact that um, you, you may regularly appear in front of one of 20 different judges, say, in Montgomery County. Sure. Whereas down here, you're going to show up in front of uh, one or two different judges who have been here virtually their whole lives. And, and, uh, and they, they, they're very good in being consistent with what they do. And they're, also, they're aware that uh, these are usually good people doing bad things. So I, it's really not possible to say whether or not they're more lenient or less lenient or more strict, uh, but there, there is a certain uh, routine to uh, the types of cases we get. Well, hypothetically, let's assume somebody gets uh, a DWI and it's their first offense and they, and they blow over the threshold, let's say they blow a .15, what's the kind of disposition one would typically get in Worcester County? Well, again, it varies, as you know, um, from judge to judge. But uh, general, and this is a generalization. Sure. But if a person was polite and cooperative, and there's no one injured in an accident, uh, they can look forward to a period of probation and alcohol classes, and perhaps community service, um, fines and costs and ultimately uh, a disposition of probation before judgment. So pretty much like here, then. Record. Sure. It is, although um, um, depending on the circumstances and which judge, whether or not you're in district court or your case winds up in circuit court, uh, there, there are differences, as you know, to every, every judge's uh, uh, sentencing policies. So we have some judges, for example, retired judges or judges um, 
who are, say, old school, for which a public consumption of alcohol. Some people can get incarcerated for that, depending on the judge. Some judges don't believe in probation before judgment. Oh, my. It's just, uh, it, it is, it is a, a, a fair, uh, fairly wide spectrum of how our judges deal with these cases. But if you wind up in Ocean City District Court, and it is your first offense, and you were, did not fight with the officer or were not belligerent, you can expect a, dispens- uh, a disposition uh, consistent with a first offender status, whereby you can preserve uh, your record and, and not wind up with a conviction. So what other recommendations would you have to prospective visitors to Ocean City who don't want to have negative encounters with the police and the court system? The best advice I could say is treat the, you know, when you're down here, uh, think about how you would act if you were going to your local grocery store or uh, your neighbor's house or you were encountering uh, somebody in your own neighborhood. Uh, it's best to simply uh, uh, not, it's tough to say this because people are on vacation. But when you come down here to let loose on your vacation, you're going to attract attention. And uh, depending on how boisterous you become, you're going to fairly quickly meet up with uh, a member of the Ocean City Police Department. And they may not be enthusiastic about your behavior? Well, they're not, they may not be quite as forgiving as your, your local sheriff's deputy uh, running into you in, in Howard County, Petersburg or Rockville. Uh, they're just, uh, they, these officers kind of, they want to uh, prevent any situation from escalating. And because there are so many people around, for example, if, if you bump into somebody or if you get into a verbal argument with somebody at a bus stop in Prince George's County, uh, it's not likely to immediately escalate the way it would in Ocean City. For example, one time I told my, my son when he was graduating he wanted to come to Ocean City. And I was like, don't go down there. You're just going to get in trouble. And he's a good kid. And he says, no, I won't, Dad. I'm not going to get in trouble. And I gave him uh, a couple examples. Um, the girl, girl fight, don't stand around and watch. And one of the examples I gave him was if you see uh, some black guys and some white guys start to get into a confrontation somewhere, just leave the area. And uh, when he got home that night, he, he gave me, he looked at me kind of funny with a, what I thought was a new level of respect, and he, he basically uh, was surprised and, and said, you won't believe what happened. And he described to me a situation where they were on a bus, him and his friends, and a group of guys, some black guys and white guys, started exchanging words. And my son said to his friends, we better get off at the next stop. And they did. Well, unfortunately, so did the group of uh, individuals who were arguing, and it proceeded to turn into a melee with some people being severely injured. But fortunately, my son and his friends left the area. Had they stuck around, uh, they may have become involved in it. Um, you know, somebody trying to um, stick up for his girlfriend. If Good Samaritan something or something, rude too. To a girl sure. that you're with. Um, young men may stand up and try to um, confront the individual. When you're in Ocean City or you're on the boardwalk and there are hundreds, if not thousands, of people around, 
Uh, if it's late at night, you can be rest assured that somebody else is going to try to intervene or make themselves part of the problem. Uh, so that's the difference, is you just have uh, larger crowds of people who are on vacation and feel entitled to uh, act out a little bit, do things they wouldn't do at home, and oftentimes alcohol is involved. Very well. It sounds like sage advice, Jeff. I'd very much like to thank you for your appearing on Everyday Law today. I'm going to make sure that every parent of a student at Howard Community College calls you for advice about how their kids should uh, keep themselves safe. Well, hopefully if they've been listening, then they have uh, cut down on on the volume of cases I'm going to get. All right, Jeff. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.